Hello, I'm Rebecca, the founder of Trio, and welcome to Pep Talks with Trio. Trio is the leading solution for workplaces to support their people during every life transition, from starting a family to retiring, and every life event in between. On Pep Talks with Trio, we chat to our expert partners for advice on how to best navigate these common, complex, and often messy life stages that happen during our working career. Keep listening as we connect the dots between life and work with the simple aim of education and empowerment. After all, life happens at work. Today on Pep Talks with Trio, we're speaking with Arabella Shepherd, Senior Separation Consultant at The Separation Guide, and we'll be discussing navigating separation and divorce. Arabella, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Please, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work you do at The Separation Guide? Yeah, so what I do is I'm a senior separation consultant at the the Separation Guide, which is a really funny job title that basically says I'm a communicator and I'm a connector. So what I try to do is I have either 45 minute sessions or just up to an hour sessions and I can have one or I can have three sessions with people spread out over time. And what I'm looking to do is help step them through the stages of separation and divorce dependent on where they are in their circumstances at the moment so I try to give them really actionable clear steps that they can take into uh, our next session that's amazing now I I will say straight up I'm divorced I didn't know you existed when (laughs) I was going through my separation and divorce and I wish I did because literally the only place when when this happened to me was a lawyer. That was the first port of call is I've got to engage a lawyer. So can you tell us why the separation guide was founded? Yeah, so I, that is such a story I hear all the time as well from clients that speak to me or clients that have already had their experience and go, I just didn't know you existed. And to be honest, we've, we've been live for now three years, so we might not have, but no, that where... was five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and this is where I guess uh, I lead into the separation guide was founded by a really, really amazing woman named Angela Harbinson. I've worked with her since the beginning of this project and the beginning of this business. And it's been an absolute roller coaster, but it's been a really inspiring one to be a part of. And it was started because she had a number of friends and family either experiencing separation and divorce themselves or right about to start that conversation. And similar, similar to what you just said, you just didn't know where to turn, where to start, and instantly thought, I need to get a lawyer. And as I'm sure you uncovered throughout your own separation, there's so much more to the journey than just lawyering up. And there's so many steps you can take that don't escalate your situation accidentally or unnecessarily. So she saw a space to bring together a group of like-minded professionals. And she did it almost by accident. She just started having these conversations with psychologists, lawyers, and financial advisors that were basically just saying, we are tired and we are frustrated at this industry that has been successful through escalating people's lives into the court system. And they have come on this journey with us. And through that, the Separation Guides Network was was created and, and came to life. And it's this amazing 
network of people that can, at different points in time, help people through the different types of conversations and life events that they need to go through. And where the separation guide fits in is we connect you at the right stage. So that's That's what we're doing. Yeah, that is amazing. And that's one of the reasons why you're our partner, right? Because you don't know what you don't know. When you're going through all these life events at work, you don't know. It's often happening for the first time and mm. you don't you don't know what to do. So that's, you know, that, that's why it is important for us that people get the support they need at the time they need it. And early intervention is often the key of what we talk about with all of our partnerships and all of our journeys. Mm. So in, in terms of the sort of the key advice, if... I'm somebody, you know, coming to you and I'm thinking about separating or I'm going through a divorce. What are the key things that, you know, somebody should should start thinking about? Um, you know, it's, you know, I was sort of told, like, try and get your ducks in a row. And, you know, I hear you about the the le- the, look, the sort of legal side is I mm. specifically look for somebody who had only a two percent. Um, rate of going to court I didn't want to end mm. up there and which is why I love the fact that you're around but w- what what type of things should women or men start thinking about um, when they're considering separation or divorce yeah that's a really great question and it's, it's actually a really tough one to answer because we have done so much research and data collection into working out how can we prescribe a separation to people and ultimately what we discovered is we can't we're not dealing with a i guess it is we're not, we're not, not a broken arm with- is it it's not. We're dealing with people. There's mm-hmm. nothing more nuanced than family law and this this space that people are moving through. But also, these are people's lives. So mm-hmm. the way to start this conversation for themselves is, I would largely say, jump onto our site and do our Q and A. That takes down just your initial information and helps us to work out where you're at, so that we can actually make the right recommendation. So. If someone has children compared to someone who doesn't have children or if someone has property or they don't have property, the very first step that we would say would be very would be very different. If someone has had the conversation or they haven't had the conversation, the steps we would give them are, are very, very different. One thing that I do say to all of the clients coming through to me is it's sometimes very easy to forget that we need to be kind to ourselves. So to always, no matter where you're at in your journey, no matter what's going on in your life right now and the pragmatic, actionable next steps that you need to take, we'll take you through that. But make sure you're looking after yourself and whatever that looks like. If that looks like keeping up a hobby, if that looks like um, starting a journal or making sure you engage the right professional support through a psychologist or a counsellor that you need to, Mm. then do that. That's something that we can say is universal across separation and divorce. As for that very first step, jump on and do do the Q&A. That that will help you just understand where you're at. So I love the fact that you're sort of talking about human connection in a lot of the work that you do. Um, Mm. And because that, you know, we are, you know, at one point, we were all in love, you know, nobody gets married mm. thinking I'm going to be, is it still one in two yep. marriages ending divorce? Nobody gets married thinking, well, I'm going to be on that side of the fence, not that happily, mm. you know, happily married ever after. 
Um, and it's, it is very easy for it to escalate. And I think that's mm-hmm. sort of what you were saying when, you know, the moment you engage lawyers, it does begin to crumble and it can escalate very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, keeping that focus around human connection, I guess is, you know, is really important. How do you do that with, you know, you're a, you know, you're an online solution and mm-hmm. then obviously people get connected to uh, counselors and guides such as yourself. Is that a key part in the success of your platform? Absolutely. The way we started was completely online. We were looking at this as how can somebody take themselves through this journey? And ultimately what we learned was that there are this again this is a people people problem we're we're trying to work with people through a really tough part of their life Uh, separation and divorce is considered the second toughest life event that someone will go through after the the death of a spouse so Mm -hmm. it's really up there in terms of that emotional and awful situation that they have to work through one of the things that we worked worked out very early on is that some people want to take themselves through the journey and then online they don't want to talk to anybody and other people need someone and that is literally what gave life to the separation consults that I have it's somebody at the end of the phone sometimes I will have 45 minutes with somebody and it's just a chance for them to talk to someone sometimes they haven't told their family They haven't told their workplace because they don't know how. And this is airing it to me is the first time they've actually said the words out loud. Mm. And one of the ways that we manage that online versus that people component is we we are a small team at the separation guide that there aren't very many of us. And there's only me running the separation consultations. We are a business based on values. And one of our values is, is empathy. Mm -hmm. And you can be right for the job, but if you don't have our values at the core of how you build out new processes with us and build out sessions with us, then you're not right for the separation guide. So that's one thing that I can say to anybody coming to our site, anybody speaking to us, you will have that empathetic ear at the end of the phone, no matter what is going on. Mm -hmm. And separation and divorce is something that it makes people judge themselves they worry about other people judging them as well. And that purely won't happen. Yeah, it's so important. I actually had a psychologist um, at the time that I was going through my separation and the power of talking therapy and having somebody there that is listening without judgment is so powerful because you're Mm. right, you know, there is so much shame and guilt attached to and sadness. Mm. You know, it's such a highly emotive period um, that you don't necessarily want to admit it to your family. You don't necessarily want it to admit it to your, you know, close circle of friends mm. because of, often that impacts the relationships that you've built up with your husband and the friendship circles. You know, it has ripple effects out into those mm. friendship circles. And then obviously into your workplace, you know, you're going through an incredibly difficult time. And the last thing you want to, you know, is, you know, to be showing up highly emotional, which I think is completely fine. We're humans and Mm -hmm. 
you know, these highly emotional life events do happen, but because they're not freely spoken about at work, it's people don't know how to react, you know, mm. and managers certainly don't really know how to, um, you know, to, to deal with it. And, you know, do we give people hugs? Do we do, you know, like, how do we do yeah. it? Do we just sort of brush it aside or just like go take some time out or, you know, it's, but it, it, it starts with us and having mm. that person to speak to in a safe environment without judgment, just so that you can begin to get your own thoughts processed yeah. for yourself yeah, um, and start to see that there is a light at the end of the tunnel or just like, okay, if all we do today is this step forward and then yes. this step forward. Absolutely. And then you mentioned having children, and I had a son, I have a son who at the time was only three mm. and the, the worry and the guilt around, you know, you're breaking down their family unit is really strong. Mm. And I remember um, my psychologist said to me, look, a child only needs one healthy parent to thrive and mm. that has struck with me stuck with me for the whole time because it then almost gave me permission to focus on me as a priority mm -hmm. if I can look after myself then I can look after him and it's almost like if I put myself first and then I can put him um it just has helped me move through that process mm. and then having that focus when you're then going into kind of the negotiation that happens with your partner or ex-husband and how this you know this the yeah. separation begins um it was kind of powerful to make sure I was okay make yeah. sure he was okay because you're so you know the you're so sad and the grief yeah. can be so high that you know you are in this sort of fight or flight phase and obviously the stages of grief can be really really long and then it can become quite high, you know high conflict at times Absolutely. which is um, unnecessary which is, at times and it's not good for me and it's exactly. not you know or them your partner ex-partner and it's certainly not good for children so you know do you deal with this do you you know what is your advice around uh, perhaps simmering down or approaching these you know that these phases which could be high conflict or you know how yeah. what's your advice in terms of the mindset going in um or the communication open communication how do you you know what's the best way for somebody if they want to try and do it you know compassionately or you know mm. from a place of we were in love it has broken down I've trying to come to a place of acceptance but how do yeah. we move through this with as least conflict as possible yeah look uh, it's it's so hard to do and it is particularly hard to do for parents mm. and I one of the clearest things I think I heard the other day is when you're on a plane and in the event of something happening on the plane and the masks come down what's the first thing they say to do put the mask on yourself and then attend to your children this mm. isn't being a bad parent but you can't properly parent and my god co-parent and parallel parent if you haven't sorted out yourself first mm -hmm. and made sure that you're ready to have these these types of conversations the other thing i heard uh, the a little while ago 
I attended a fantastic talk with a psychologist who deals with families going through separation. And she said, children do not reject people. They reject situations. So it's really clear to, it's really important to help them understand that they will always have a family. Their family is just going to look different. And mommy and daddy, or or mommy and mommy and daddy and daddy and whoever it is, are on a journey to work out what that family looks like. And it's going to take us some time. Yeah. But we love you and we are here for you. And in that time, the way that the parents can help each other, I think one of the sentences that I hear a lot is we need to put our children first. And that's a lovely sentence and it's got a lot of meaning. It's really hard when you're a parent and you're in the throes of this really emotional situation because, of course, that's what you want to do. Of course, but it's something that's really easy to lose sight of because we're both we're, we're dealing with two parents that fundamentally believe, of course, they're putting their kids' needs first and then accidentally don't. Mm. And that's because this is a, such a convoluted process. It's so emotionally driven. It, it's so it's so charged and so ready to escalate. Uh, and the way one of the ways I tell people to manage that escalation process with each other is to pick the right method of communication so that's the first thing I say to people is when you're speaking verbally do you get lost do you end up in a fight do you start yelling at each other Mm. or when you email do you find that you end up being misunderstood or is text messaging just the best way for you to communicate with each other find the right method of communication between the two of you because what you're trying to do is put across facts of this needs to happen you're trying to take out some of that pain that emotion maybe some of that judgment and criticism you know everyone experiences that going through this and just focus on the facts that putting your children first find what the facts are of how we can do that and in the meantime let's work on ourselves from that emotional standpoint Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I remember thinking to myself, I either invest in me now and get the psychological help that I need to support Mm. myself through this so that I can keep that focus that he, my child comes first or, you know, it can escalate very, very quickly. And then Mm. I'll be investing in his psychology treatment at some other point in the future. So it's like, okay, if I can kind of shield him as much as I can, and invest in sorting myself out and getting the support I need to move through this as quickly as I can, um, you know, dealing with all of the emotions that, that mm. come and it's, it is incredibly messy. Um, yeah, you know, I, I hear you. It's looking after ourselves is key. It's key. And I, a separation asks so much from parents. It it asks for a lot of trust because you're now facing a situation where maybe your children won't be with you 100% of the time and you have to trust that your former partner is going to love and care for them the way that you know you will and you know that they have. But in separation and divorce, trust is something that is already being broken, broken. down. Yeah, and yet while you're there. Now, Now we're asking for this huge amount of trust for this person that you you don't really like right now. 
yeah to look after to look after your babies and we do appreciate that and we do have some excellent resources in the separation guide we work with some amazing organizations that are similar to us they're social enterprises they were started by people uh, like-minded we've taken a very pragmatic connector uh, attitude towards this how can we help you get through this yeah. and wade through some of the unknowns and that fear and demystify it we work with some organizations that have taken more of that financial standpoint and also some that have taken more of that counseling standpoint their, their focus is still separation and divorce yeah. but they've taken a different look to it so that's where we can introduce those organizations and say this is a course yeah. or this is a, a connection that would really benefit the two of you to properly co-parent through potentially a high conflict situation yeah that's so that's so important um you know if individuals can come to an agreement independently, then that's great. And then it moves through to obviously the mediator to have mm. those independent parties to kind of meet in the middle and, and find a solution and a way forward. Do you ever speak to both parties? Because obviously it takes two to tango, right? It takes two yeah. to have that mindset of let's get through this with as much ease and grace as possible um, and without going down the legal route, because the only winners, as we know, in the in yeah. that scenario are the, the lawyers. But yes, there are times when that has to happen, you know, yes. but if you can get, you know, on that journey to getting, you know, into a court, um, there are many opportunities, you know, to address what's happening. Do you yourself within the separation guide, do you have opportunities to talk to both parties to try and um, you know, find that common ground and come to an mm. agreement. On yeah, that absolutely. I do. Now I'm always very careful never to cross over into that mediation or that counseling space, because that's mm. not what I am on, on, on that call with clients. Yeah. But what I often see is people purchasing the three sessions with me. And I actually, I saw them start to do this. I saw clients do this really organically. Mm. And I thought, what a great way for people to manage the situation. And what I would do is I would have one session with one party. They would gift a session to the other party to hear all the same information. Mm. And then they might come together with where they've landed after some external communications outside of myself. And then we talk through the pros and cons of the separation pathway that they've decided to go down. And I've seen that be really successful because everyone has a story and people approach their separation differently, particularly if you're the initiator, you're mm. going to respond to me and to the situation differently than the responder is. Yeah. And that's something that we work with people. And I think the biggest thing, one of my favorite lines when you look at the description of what I do is you will be heard. No matter yeah. what your pain point is, party A's pain point might be the property. Party B's pain point might be, I'm worried I'm not going to see my kids all the time. I'm worried I'm going to be a Disney dad and see yeah. them every second weekend when I'm a good dad or I'm a good mom and I don't want that. Mm. Different pain points. 
we're still going to take you down the similar journey. We're still going to give you the same tools, but you will be heard because your pain is important. And that's the most, that's the biggest thing I try to do on the consults. Yeah. And isn't that great that they can potentially then come together in that third session Mm. and just try and understand, you know, what are your worries? You know, whether it's seeing the kids, whether it's financial, am I going to be able to survive? What's going to happen? you know, and and everyone's going through heartache or Mm. the other person, but to be able to be heard is so powerful because, you know, potentially that means that you can come together from an empathic point of view and go, okay, you know, let's not sit with blame in either which way, but we need to come and move forward and come to an outcome where ideally we have a co-parenting environment which is healthy for the children because if it's healthy for the children then obviously there is a ripple effect out to us and it goes both ways you know if we're healthy going into this for the children and then they're you know they're happy and healthy because they've got access to both parents for example then that has that ripple effect outwards yeah absolutely into us individually exactly and it's so funny just to touch on what you mentioned earlier early intervention when people are using the consultations like that they're doing it themselves they're trying to say there must be a better way than us both just lawyering up and there must be a better way for us to communicate to understand where each other are coming from because we can't have a conversation without screaming at each other right now so what's the support what's the help who's out there that can help us so one of the things that we do on when we speak to clients is we try to work out the right separation pathway for them and I talk a lot about the ladder of escalation I say imagine a ladder in front of you and each rung is is an escalation point and what we're trying to do is start as low down on the ladder as is appropriate yeah and as possible because as we climb that ladder we are climbing stress we are increasing stress we are increasing cost and Mm. we're increasing the length of time that this whole process is going to take I have a client who came to us after already spending two years in the legal system we got her through mediation with her former partner inside of eight weeks they had an agreement at the end of it and they moved on to separate solicitors different solicitors than the ones that had been escalating and causing these arguments between them yeah they're now finished they're done they can move on with their lives they finalized the paperwork and they said thank you very much two years of wasted life yeah and money it's money you know feeling stuck in that environment is it's just it's just not mentally great and you're right the higher you know the more it escalates the more the not just physical but it's mental and emotional toll it takes on you Mm. so you know the sooner you can move out of that the better And I must just say, you know, once you get through there, for anyone that is going through this phase, there is light at the end of the tunnel, um, you know, and you can, you know, both parties can absolutely cultivate a life post-marriage, divorced, that is that is wonderful you know that's it you know it's not where you first started off when you entered your your marriage Mm. but that it it can that you know you can have a wonderful life you know I I think it's really important that yes there's a middle part 
is really challenging Mm. but you know I'd never want people to think well I can't do it or what's going to happen on the other side or where am I going to be you know what does that look like it's you know that freedom and expansion and the ability to move forward um you know I say now from where I you know where I am today to bring somebody else into my life with the life I've created with my son they'd have to be pretty special you know, yeah. so there is light at the end of the tunnel. There is a whole new world waiting for you. Um, it, it It is a journey and it is going to be highly emotional. It's really going to take its toll on you physically, mentally, emotionally. Mm. Um, but it's worthwhile investing in people like yourself to try and reduce the escalation points, to, to try and uh, move f- forward quickly. Psychologists, absolutely find ways that we can invest in us so that we can move through this journey sooner rather than later and try and move forward with still with love in our heart even though the heart is broken but how Mm. can we move forward um from that position of love to try and get to the other side because the other side there is a world and a life that is waiting for you on the other side of divorce it might not look the way you thought your life is going to look but I really want people to know that it is amazing on the other side yeah and it's you know life can be it looks different but Mm. it's amazing so don't you know it is challenging but don't be afraid of it yeah we talk a lot about the five stages of grief and I actually call it the 25 stages of grief because you are going to oscillate so many times through those different stages it's not check I've done I've 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 hit denial, I'm done, I've moved on that. You're going to go back through it. And every time a spanner gets thrown into the separation mixture, you're going to do it again. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Let yourself go on these journeys. And really importantly, let your former partner go on these journeys and know and understand. And this is the really hard part that I, I tell clients. It's going to be really hard to be understanding of someone else's emotional stage and state because they're in a different stage of uh, of grief than you're Mm -hmm. at. And that's where we need to have the right method of communication with each other and be okay with stepping away from the situation for a time. This is a journey. This takes at least 12 months and one day, at least. So let yourself give yourself time sometimes I have clients coming to me and they want it all done in two weeks it won't yeah so just to let people know where where that number comes from um, I think you're referring to from the moment you separate to the moment you divorce you have to be separated for 12 months and one day before you can even process a divorce yes yeah exactly so this is this is going to take time it's not an overnight it's not an overnight journey it's not an overnight thing I've made the decision I've informed the other party let's do it that doesn't happen give you or somebody else instigated it and you're at the receiving end of your world coming crashing down exactly you know because Mm. sometimes you've got one party that's potentially in preparation for a period of time or knowing that this you know this is where we're heading and the other party is in complete denial or just unbeknownst to them that there are you know other things going on with their partner or husband or wife at the time mm-hmm. and then you're just landed with this you know literally a life-changing situation which 
you know, when you're talking about having that empathy for where the other person is on the journey, Mm -hmm. you know, you can see if you're an instigator and you've, you know, you've come to accept that this marriage has broken down and I'm sort of going through these processes. Sometimes that happens when you're still in the marriage, but the partner that doesn't know that this is going on in the head of the other person, you know, this is, they're at a completely different stage. The, exactly. that communication, it just always comes back to communication, doesn't it? That communication Absolutely. and connection. How can we communicate effectively? And if we need to get a third party in to help us through this, then, then great. It's, you know, absolutely do that. But that understanding of where the other person is and the oscillation in that grief process is, yeah, highly it's, complex, it's not, very messy. And it's funny, uh, there was something you said before where you said it it takes two to tango. And it's funny because in separation and divorce, it takes two proactive and active participants Mm. to mediate effectively, to keep this as amicable as possible and to de-escalate. You we often I often use that phrase, and I but I say it doesn't take two to tango you can drive this forward but Mm. you need to understand that in doing that in getting a solicitor because you're unprepared to give the your former partner that time that grieving time that space and you've got a timeline and you need to get something moved ahead and sometimes that happens and that's a very real circumstance and you need to get a lawyer and you need to send what's called a letter of demand to Mm -hmm. your former partner that's okay We can go on that journey with you if you need, but we are going to let you know the pros and cons of doing it. You can be the driver of the separation and the driver of the process. It is going to cost you more to do that. uh, And you can't recoup those costs at the end from your partner. You can't say you didn't come to the table for six months. So you owe me three months of legal fees. That's not how that that works, unfortunately. Uh, But if we can help people to understand that by actively participating in this process with the right professionals at the right time we're not going to we're going to take out that fear Mm. and you're not going to be pushed into any decision that you're not ready to make but you're going to make really informed decisions not emotional ones because it's when we make emotional decisions that we end up unnecessarily escalating things yeah so i can see what you're saying there is if one person you know yes it doesn't take two to tango on the basis that somebody can push forward but then they've got to realize that if the person that's left behind isn't with them on that journey then you know if you get the letter of demand or whatever it was called then suddenly Mm -hmm. your walls have gone up your defenses go up you're in fight mode you know and it's and that is going to take a period of time Mm -hmm. because if this has been a surprise they need to go through a level of acceptance that first of all their marriage has now broken down irreparably to even come onto you know your the stage or phase where you're at the instigators at to be able to move forward as two can tango you know as, as some exactly. you know two people consciously separating as I think Gwyneth Paltrow famously oh, named yes, the conscious, you know, conscious uncoupling, uncoupling. yeah uh, you know that takes two people to be you know consciously aware of what's going on with the other party we're going to come together and we are consciously going to uncouple and you know move into 
separation divorce in the next phase of life but when it doesn't happen like that which sounds wonderful but you know often you know that's their rare occurrences so you're you know you're pushing forward as you say but you're not as a two because that other person isn't actually up with you at that stage of the journey that you're already pushing forward with exactly and that's the biggest thing we try to identify when I'm working with two people with with both parties I try Mm to say counsel patience and We'll, we will work this out in the next session. Let me have another chat. I think one of the things I, I would like to touch on as well is we've done now over, oh, we've, we've done hundreds of mediation. So one of the programs that we, of mediation programs that we recommend is guided separation. And this is where, this is our version of mediation. This was developed by a legally qualified mediator. He's also still a practicing barrister, Jack Whelan. And he, again, just thought there has to be a better way. So he's one of those amazing professionals that has joined the movement and trying to change the face of separation and divorce and and how it's uh, experienced around, around Australia. And guided separation tries to fill that gap between mediation and legal advice. Mm-hmm. And we try to bring people together and, and take them through that journey in a, in a much more informative way, in a much more supported way, and, and also a much more cost-effective way. If we want to talk money, it is much more cost-effective. So mm-hmm. one thing I will say in all the hundreds of mediations that I've managed, because I manage a lot of the operations and the administration around that, and sometimes just those support calls to say it's going to be okay, is not all of our clients are hunky-dory, happy days on the same page. Yeah, Some of them are. Some of the quickest mediation I've ever done is four weeks. It was amazing. They just walked yeah. in, said their bit, walked out, and they were done, and they were happy. The longest has been six months. So, you know, it, it, we do work with people that are, are on those different emotional stages, at those different emotional stages and on those different journeys, and let the professionals work with you to do that. And don't try to wear too much of that, that guilt, that strain, that effort. One thing I do say to clients is a big thing that is going to need to change in your household is the way you make decisions and making a decision to mediate. If you're perhaps the partner that has, we're getting a dog and you're the one that went to animal aid and bought the dog. If you're the one that said we need to get a financial advisor and you did the research or buy a house and you did the research and in a month you bought a house, it's really easy for them to go, we need a mediator, do the research and, and, get, a, and get a mediator. But during a separation, the way you make decisions needs to change. You're no longer making decisions as a couple. You're yeah. making them as individuals and your former partner has the right to participate in that initial decision process. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing we try to help people to understand and say, let, let us talk, let us Mm. do the pitch. Let us say the pros and cons of amicability and de-escalation because they need to be an active participant in this decision as well. Yeah. It's so clear how having a third party to navigate, you know, people through this stage is so beneficial I, fundamental in yeah. my view uh, we do because there's there's roughly four separation pathways that people can go down and uh, we do want the first stage is obviously that DIY stage where people do it themselves this doesn't suit 
that many people. It can work, but it definitely doesn't suit parents. There's a little bit more complexity that we need to work through. It suits people that perhaps weren't married that long. And there's not that much to separate. Uh, Or I've seen it done where they had a really clear understanding of their finances. Mm. They both owned businesses. They were fully across that. I've seen that be successful. But DIY option is, is one of them. It's not my favorite option. I think it's really hard to navigate all the different elements as well as the emotional side. And then so that next step up, but still not escalating is mediation. And it's that third party just helping you both come to an agreement. And the biggest thing that people need to understand is that this is a negotiation. It's not let's liquidate our lives. And you're a big fat 50% down the middle of that asset pool. And you take that and I take that and let's fight over three and 4%. We need to look at each asset. We always need to look at what's right for the kids. And we need to look at what your needs and goals are to help you both reestablish. So there's, there's a journey that we need to take you on even inside the mediation. And we can't expect people to, to go on this alone. No, This is why I love our partnership because, (laughs) you know, this does affect so many people, you know, one in two. Um, And, you know, obviously, you know, you look after, you know, people and hold them through this journey. You know, we have a divorce journey. It's to help people when they're going through divorce in the workplace Mm. because, you know, most people, you know, many people when they are going through divorce are also working and they're juggling that, you know, that work um scenario with this highly emotional really challenging life you know period in their life so Mm. I you know I love that we're able to give people support um through people like yourself um we're going to put all of your contact details in the um, links below. And I urge anyone who is considering separation or is going through a separation or divorce, start off with your Q&A. You know, know where you are, you know, look at just understanding this process because if it's your first time, you really have, you know, you just don't know. So being able to get that clear understanding of where you are sort of going into this and what you need to think about and then having the network of support through your networks is invaluable you know you don't have to go through it alone absolutely not um you don't have to be alone going through this and I think one of the big things is we've often seen separation and divorce I had someone say to me the other day that separation and divorce is the important conversation that no one wants to start yeah. And I think organizations such as Beyond Blue have done an amazing job at putting mental health awareness at the forefront of organizations and companies' minds. We now need to start that conversation and open those supportive channels for separation and, and divorce. And that's where that early intervention and, and, and jumping on the site and completing the QA can be really helpful. Yeah. For everybody. Yeah, let's keep people as low down the ladder as possible. So Absolutely. Move through it with as much ease as possible and pop out into the new world, you know, their new life um, as unscathed as possible. That would be amazing. Absolutely. Arabella, I'm so pleased we got to talk. It is a topic that is close to my heart. So thank you so much for putting the time aside. Um, I've loved talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. This has been great. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how Trio can support your people, visit trio.com.